This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Some genres of music have such weird and perplexing names that you really have no idea what it could possibly mean. I mean, what the hell is shoegaze? Others may not exactly describe the genre, but from the name you can kind of figure it out, like gent and grunge. Then you have others that are, well, pretty obvious. Blues rock being one of those. It's rock and it's blues. Blues rock has been around for a long time, emerging in the mid-60s and continuously evolving ever since. While it may have mostly started as rock bands playing other blues songs, it has since become an actual genre with songs actually written for that style. So tonight we take a brief look at the evolution of blues rock with a feature on an artist who has been there for a large portion of it, ZZ Top. Although he was born in Louisiana, Buddy Guy was one of the most prominent proponents of Chicago-style blues, which is in turn a direct predecessor to blues rock. Guy's laid-back but energetic style of guitar was one of the great catalysts in music. After all, it was people like him that inspired the likes of Eric Clapton and Keith Richards to take the instrument up in the first place. Throughout his mammoth career, Guy has performed with everybody from Ike Turner and Howlin' Wolf in his younger days, to Joss Stone and even the Rolling Stones in more recent times. Buddy Guy is not only in the conversation for the greatest living blues man, but the role that he played in kickstarting blues rock has had an immeasurable impact on the entire shape of popular music. And all the way back from 1967, from his debut album, this is Going Home.
The whole point of this episode was to try to feature bands who have shown some longevity, those who have participated in the long, gradual evolution of blues rock. And using that metric, no band in history has demonstrated the longevity of the Rolling Stones. Right from their debut, the Stones were leading the charge in the British blues explosion, and it turns out this touch of seemingly authentic Afro-Americana was just the right thing to rock the predominantly white suburbs of London. To neatly bookend the band's contributions to the ongoing evolution of blues rock, the Rolling Stones' most recent album as of the time of this recording is an outright throwback to their early days, Blue and Lonesome. But we are going to go all the way back to 1964 with their very first album and Tell Me. I want you back again I want your love again I know you find it hard to reason with me But this time it's different
Led Zeppelin might be one of the most iconic rock bands of all time, but they were definitely not immune to controversy. Even aside from more recent allegations of plagiarism, there was a time when Zeppelin was considered to be little more than a blues covers band, albeit an earth-shatteringly loud covers band. When singer Robert Plant struck out on his own in 1982 as a solo artist, it seemed, that, however, that he had put his reputation as blues rock chameleon behind him. In the early 2000s, Plant entered a new and highly productive phase of his career, accompanied by his latest backing band, The Strange Sensation. And while these more modern rock records he made with Strange Sensation covered a lot of ground stylistically, there was always a hint of that old blues rock just beneath the surface. And then sometimes it's right out there in the open, as it is on the title track to his excellent 2005 album, Mighty Rearranger.
my opinion, there are a lot of similarities between Desert Rock and Blues Rock. So when you team up some of the greats of Desert Rock with one of the greatest bassists from Blues Rock, you would assume you'd get a hell of a supergroup. And you'd be correct, because the team of Josh Homme, Dave Grohl, and John Paul Jones, aka Them Crooked Vultures, has got to be one of the greatest, apparently one-off, supergroups that I can think of. Their 2009 self-titled album was probably the best album of the year, and their particular brand of hard blues rock has had both Ricardo and myself desperately wanting more ever since. This is No One Loves Me, and neither do I.
60s there was a rising crop of young blues rockers in America who were looking to carry the torch boldly into the future through a new psychedelic oriented lens. And one of the brightest stars of this new generation was San Francisco's Janis Joplin. Considering the regard in which she has held for her short career before passing away at age 27, just imagine the legacy she would have left in the genre if she were still alive today. But as untimely as her passing was, her old band managed to keep on trucking without her. Big Brother and the Holding Company are still together to this day, albeit missing a few of their core members from their 60s heyday. And no disrespect to the rest of the band, but they will probably forever be known as those guys who played with Janis Joplin, which is really not such a bad way to be remembered when it boils down to it. And from their 1968 classic album Cheap Thrills, this is Summertime. No, 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 don't you cry 
Mail is not the most famous name on tonight's episode, but he is arguably the most important. As the leader of the Blues Breakers, Mail has been a benevolent gatekeeper between the magical world of the blues and the primarily Caucasian audiences that have clamoured for it for nearly 60 years. From the very start, the Blues Breakers was a hotbed of talent, at various times including future members of Cream, Fleetwood Mac, Free and the Rolling Stones, and that's all before we'd even reached the 70s. Mail's most recent offering, Nobody Told Me from 2019, features a star-studded cast of musicians. These include Joe Bonamassa, Todd Rundgren, Alex Lifeson, and Silvio Dante, or Stephen Van Zandt from the E Street Band, as Witness Protection prefers I call him. This next track showcases Mail's current lead guitar counterpart, which is Texas singer-songwriter Carolyn Wonderland on the song Distant Lonesome Train.
more known for a look than their music. In many cases, I guess this is justified. You have a lot of pop that is entirely about image. Same goes for a lot of glam artists. However, there are those that have become more known for their look, despite their music being pretty great. Kiss comes to mind. I mean, so does David Bowie, and of course, our feature, ZZ Top. 
Formed in 1969 by Billy Gibbons, Lania Gregg, and Dan Mitchell, it wasn't long before ZZ Top was signed and the lineup had changed to Gibbons, Dusty Hill, and Frank Baird, which has been the lineup ever since. Sure, they released a couple of singles under that original lineup, but the band wasn't anything like it what, would, what it would become. With Dusty Hill and Frank Baird, we had what ZZ Top would be for the next 50 plus years. Known just as much for their long beards and Stetson hats, except of course for Frank Baird, the one without the beard, and of course for their own brand of guitar-driven blues rock filled with a messed up sense of humour and a whole lot of sexual innuendo. In 1971, ZZ Top released their first album, titled ZZ Top's First Album, with the idea that given a name like that, they'd have to release a second, even if they didn't actually think they'd ever get to. This first album definitely established the band's personality, but lacked the direction or the polish that they would go on to have. It was their second album, Rio Grande Mud, that they started to properly gel and have a serious, not serious direction. It wasn't super well-received, but contained the lights of Francine, Just Got Paid, and our first song, Whiskey and Mama, which have all stood the test of time. I'm so tired on my head Whiskey and Mama, you shouldn't have said Bye. 
Given that to date ZZ Top have released 15 studio albums and 4 live albums, I'm going to essentially be doing this by errors of the band. So we've got their initial phase sorted. However, their very next album, 1973's Tre Ombre, would mark the start of a new era for the band as they not only picked up some real momentum, but they settled on a nice and groovy, almost classic blues rock sound. Trey Ombre and the following four albums would be the dirtiest era for the band. These are the albums that made ZZ Top a big deal and saw them touring international and becoming a more household name. This is where you got Lagrange, Tush, Pearl Necklace, Cheap Sunglasses and Tube Snake Boogie. The standout of this whole era is the first one though. Trey Ombre isn't just the best album of the 70s but possibly of their entire catalogue. So this is Lagrange. <laughs> Rumors spreading round in that Texas town about the shack outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. I'm 
the album that kicked off their next era is without doubt their most well-known. With 1983's Eliminator, it was the previous album, El Loco, that experimented with a more 80s synthesizer sound, but Eliminator that came to fully embrace it. This one album also gave us four of the band's most popular songs in Gimme All You Lovin', Legs, Sharp Dressed Man, and Got Me Under Pressure. Eliminator is often brought into the discussion when it comes to albums of a decade and is often considered to be one of the greatest albums of all time. Personal note, I like this album, but in general this is probably my least favourite time for the band. The focus on the synth takes away a bit of what makes them special. The following two albums, Afterburner and Recycler, continued this trend, and while this trilogy are their most successful, by the time Recycler came out, the synth sound wasn't as beloved as it once was. And luckily we did get the return of a more guitar-driven style. Before we get to that though, this is Stages from 1985's Afterburner.
As I previously mentioned, their next album, 1994's Antenna, saw the return of a more classic ZZ Top style. We were back to showing the raw musical skill of the three members, but for some reason this was also a bit of a decline in interest towards the band. I guess because at this point in time, the world had moved on from this sound, and if you wanted rock, you wanted grunge. The album was received fine, and did sell well as it did go platinum in the u.s and gold in seven other countries but this was a huge drop off from the previous three the hype for the band has not been the same since the days of synth but at least they're still going and still giving us great music this takes us to the 1999 album xxx or 30 this was definitely their worst received album to date. Despite making marking the 30 year anniversary, this was called third rate and unlistenable by certain critics with particular criticism being directed to Billy Gibbons of all people calling him a stiff guitarist. Yeah, okay, it may not be in their top five albums or anything, but calling it unlistenable is a bit of a joke. The next album, Mescalero, was received much more positively, so the sensible thing for me to do here would be to play something from that, but I'm not sensible. And I want to prove that XXX isn't as bad as its reputation might suggest. So this is 36, 22, 36, a very stiff and unlistenable track. <laughs>
Escalero was the end of the band's tenure with RCA Records, and so ends that era. In this new era of ZZ Top, however, there has only been one release so far with hope of more. This one release was 2012's La Futura. And you know what? We may have saved the best for last, because alongside Triombre, this has got to be their best. It's their dirtiest since that classic era, and possibly their heaviest yet. But with the advanced age of the guys, it kind of works. The gruffness fits the style, and unlike Triombre, I actually can't think of a single song that stands out or is weak, because the whole album is just incredibly solid. Now, it has been nine years since the release of this album. There was a nine-year gap before this album, so I'm holding on to hope that it's not their last. But if it is, it's a hell of a way to go out. This is A Gots To Get Paid. Twenty-five lighters on my dresser, and yes, sir, you know I got to get paid. Twenty-five lighters on my dresser, and yes, sir, you know I got to get paid. I got twenty-five lighters for my twenty-five folks. Gonna break the bank, but I'm gonna fight more. Bought a whip for suits with 25 flows. I got 25 lighters, well, don't you know? <laughs> 25 fried diamonds in my ring. 25 twirls in the trunks to bang. Oh, whoa. Making moves, making 25 mil Gonna knock off a big time, nine, nine, Seville <laughs> 25 lighters on my dresser, dresser I got to get paid I got 25 lighters on my dresser, dresser <laughs> Twenty-five doors <laughs> Representing for the doors And holding twenty-five more Seize it done for twenty-five out the door Hitting the heart We're gonna do it until twenty-five shows Twenty-five lights on my dresser Dresser You know I got to get paid Dressin', dressin', yes, sir. I'm gonna get paid. 
about does it for our brief look at the legendary ZZ Top. Thank you once again for listening, and before we play you out with a bloody glorious live rendition of Tush, if you liked what you heard, jump onto Spotify and check out some of our old episodes. And since you're joining us next week, you will bear witness to the very uncomfortable battle between Sam and I as we once again represent different bands going head to head. This time, it is Slipknot versus Mushroomhead. Let's get our new metal on, and we'll see you next week.
for more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.